Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to this week's The Shift podcast. Um, my voice is gone from just singing too much over the Christmas. So I hope you guys had a lovely Christmas. I uh, got to go to a nice little house of my friends and um, of course we like had to do the whole it's such a weird world you have to like do the COVID test before and isolate before you can see each other but at least we got to do that because they were all Irish people and they didn't get to go home either so it was like we were lucky like in that regard so I hope you guys all had a lovely Christmas or if you don't celebrate Christmas I hope you had a lovely holidays and um, yeah excited for the new years but this episode anyway record that I think maybe a week and a half ago with Emma Vern. Um, she's an amazing comedian, but also a matchmaker. Now, I didn't even realize she was a matchmaker when I got her on the podcast. I knew she had done a matchmaking dating show, but I didn't really know the specifics of it. So it was great to have her on and explain that. I had seen her on TikTok and she basically does all these amazing videos. They're like dating advice videos and like how to suss out green flags versus red flags. So she talked about that how to like figure out your standards, uh, how to write lists on what you want and kind of just going out with that attitude on dating. And so it was really informative. She gives some great advice and yeah, hope you enjoyed the episode. I'm very excited about next week's episode because I got to record an episode with my friend who is also from Ireland and you might know her. Her name is Serena Kajani. She has a PhD and we spoke about the effects of food and diet um, on yourself, um, which in turn in your relationship and your sex life. And she also just talked about her personal dating life as well. So that episode will be out next week or it'll be up early on the Patreon. And same as Emma Vern's video, if you want to watch that, that'll be on the Patreon as well. So the Patreon Shift Podcast and um, then there's solos episodes up there as well. But other than that, here is this episode. Love you all. I hope you have a great New Year's Eve. Now I know it's not going to be the same as before, but look, you know, even if you get to celebrate it with your family or a close friend, sure, look, isn't that feckin' better anyway than being like out with loads of people? That's what we just have to tell ourselves for now, okay? So, um, yeah, but look, try and enjoy it and enjoy this episode anyway. And thanks again for supporting us the whole year, the past two years. It'll be two years in February, so really appreciate the support and listening. And yeah, talk to you at the end. Oh, um... I'm okay. Like I, I feel I've been at my mom's house for most of quarantine. Um, and most of the time it was me, my mom and my boyfriend, which you'd think would be like a recipe for disaster, but it's actually been going pretty well. Um, and then he went back to Texas to visit his family. So he's been there since November. Um, but I mean, like we're healthy and I have a roof over my head and you know, like I, I quit my full-time job in January to pursue comedy and matchmaking and then this happened so I feel fortunate that like I have this safety net of going home but like I definitely needed it so that's great so you would quit your uh, we'll just start because this is really interesting but you would quit your full-time job to go into matchmaking how do you how do you do my how, how are you a matchmaker what is this so I started this show um called in the world the dating show three in in July of 2017 so basically um I I started doing improv and then transitioned into stand-up in like 2016 but I've been doing improv since 2013 sorry there's something in my nose um and um they I noticed that in improv like one of the tropes that came up all the time was just always like people on a weird first date like it was just like the most common scene when two people stepped out to like be on a weird date and I started thinking, like, wouldn't it be hilarious if it was people, if people really were on a date, but everything around them was improvised, but the date was real. 
So then I started in a world, the dating show and I would find, I just like posted on social media. Are you single? Like, you know, I'm not a professional matchmaker, but I have, I'm, I'm intuitive and I have like Jewish Yenta sensibilities. Like I would love to set you up and put you on my show. And before I knew it, I had like a database of like hundreds of people who were single and wanted to be set up. So, um, I started setting people up on the show and like it was supposed to be a comedy show. But then the thing that people liked the most was that they would get really invested in the setups and they'd want to know the science behind why I put these two people together. And then I started really focusing on that. And then a lot of the people I ended up setting up started dating after the show. And oh, then people, people who would be in the audience would be like, look, I would never want to be set up like publicly, but if you do ever do this privately, let me know. So before I knew it, I was just like setting people up just like for fun. And I had a database of just like hundreds of single people. I was setting up like coworkers with friends of friends and I'd meet some guy out at a bar and be like, Oh my God, you'd be perfect for my cousin. Like just weird stuff. Yeah. And, um, then I just kind of had this, and then before I knew it, I also be, sort of became like this like dating expert, even though that's funny because I feel like my dating life until recently was like very hard to navigate. But among my friends, like people just started texting me, giving me updates about who they were dating or who they broke up with. And I was like, wow, like I've kind of sort of gotten this position of like, I, I give dating advice and I set people up. I think I'm going to try and work with this. Um, so I decided that I wanted to do that full time. I also was working on a screenplay. Like I, I had a few different things. I was kind of all over the place, but I was like, whatever it is, I hated my job. Um, I was sort of at like an end point there and I had all these creative projects that I just felt like time was the only barrier. So I felt like I will just give myself all this time to do all this. And I had enough money saved that I could do it for like six months without looking for work. And then I was like, okay, in six months, I'll reassess whether I need to just get like a job job just to pay the bills or I need to go back into like my marketing career. I'll figure it out. And then, you know, obviously everything changed because COVID-19. So now I'm just living in my mom's house and like trying to make video content. Sorry, I'm drinking coffee. Matchmaking. <laughs> no worries. I love this. I want you to matchmake me with somebody. <laughs> That's so great. So, um, so when you started like the matchmaking, what are the things that you matched people with? So it's a lot of different criteria. I mean, a lot of it is like, you know, like if you, for example, came to me, I would want to understand like, what are the personality traits that are important to you? I would obviously, I mean, you know, I know you decently, but I would want to learn more about like who you are and what you're looking for. And like, what are things that haven't worked out in past relationships that you wish like that person had, that they didn't like traits like that. Um, and I, I know you've seen some of my like videos, but like, kind of like just dividing it into like things that are necessary in a relationship versus nice to have versus not important to you. And, um, then I would just try and find someone who I felt like had those same values and was equally looking for someone like you. And I think like the, the most important traits that I take into consideration if I'm making matches or working with someone is really like open-mindedness and kindness and something interesting about them. So I try to look for people who, if you say you have a very specific type, like they need to have a six pack and be this height, it's like, that's probably not going to work. You probably are not a good person for me to matchmake anyway, because I'm probably almost always going to fail at what you want. Yeah. Um, and then I just, I like to set up people who are interesting and like that there's something beyond, there's something about their life that's beyond the standard, like you know, I have a day job and then I like to drink with my friends. And then on the weekends, I like to get brunch. Like there's gotta be something to you that is like, that's like, why would a matchmaker pick you out? So those are kind of my criteria. So it's kind of as well, it sounds like you're basing it off personality. So how do you figure out what, because there's a attraction is just sometimes people can't even explain it. So how do you figure out that part? I mean, that's a lot. Like that's, Sort of, I mean, I always send pictures before to be like, are you attracted okay. to this person? Um, but there are certain parameters, like I don't want to work with someone if like, if they're like, I, you know, I like to date people who are open to dating, like multiple races. If they yeah. only, and if not only just because it's, I think it's open-minded, my judgment aside, it just makes it easier for me. Like if you are just like, I'm open to, um, you know, any race, any religion, but they should be attractive and they should be kind or whatever then I guess it's also subjective because then I'm looking and I'm like well do I think this guy's attractive yeah um, but it's I, just I, so different to each person 
it's hard to quantify. And I would say like a lot of the times I get it right. And then there've been a few times where I'm like, do you like this person? And they're like, mm, no, not really. So attraction is so specific. And there have been multiple times where I've seen couples together where I'm like, wow, like I'm surprised that those two were attracted to each other. Like it's a lot of it is hit or miss. Um, luckily it seems to be more hits than misses for me, but I have a few misses. So that's great I do think as well like there'd be people I'd be attracted to and then they open their mouth and I'm like like so for I know for I think for a lot of people like the personality really is the main thing someone gets so much so much more attractive when they have a good personality or these good qualities that you're saying like open-minded or have their shit together or even little things like you're talking to someone on a dating app there's good banter they're attractive and then they open their mouth and their voice is like hi Katie and you're just like what like you know like Everything that, even the way someone like, like, just like holds a fork at a table, like there's so many different things where you, that, that could just like not jive with what you're looking for that are so specific that you can't express that are so, I don't know, that you just need to get a sense of a person beforehand. Yeah, absolutely. I had a date with a guy who was absolutely amazing, but he had a, he had a funny voice like that too. <laughs> and I just couldn't get past it, which is bad. I feel like it's bad. But that's okay. But that's okay. That's why everyone can't be matched with anyone. Like I... Well, okay, I'll bring up this video that I that I post on TikTok where a lot of people were com- okay. So I I posted this video on TikTok and it was like um, how to figure out what you're looking for. To tell me if this is a must-have, a nice-to-have, or not important. And then I threw out a bunch of traits, and all these people were commenting on the video like, "Oh my God, this is why I'm single. My standards are too high." I said must-have for everything, and that was like besides the point because the video wasn't supposed to be the like criticize anyone for whatever they pick it was just supposed to get people in the mindset of like being mindful of what you're looking for so that when you meet someone you know if they have those traits or not but if it's like if you're not specific about your what you're looking for like there's a reason why everybody can't date everybody you know and like I think that people think that that's too high standards I think to a certain extent like I think if some of your standards are really specific traits that are hard but like if you require a lot of things that just means like you know what you're looking for and maybe you can't that's why you can't date your roommate or maybe that's why you can't date like a a comedian you meet at a stand-up show even though you know he's a great guy like I just I don't know I don't know why I started talking about that but no but I think you're right because when I watched your videos I didn't think oh my standards are too high I was like wow my standards are not high enough and and I think that's sort of the opposite side is there's people who wouldn't have any of those must-have and would just expect like the bare minimum and it needs something like that to be told like oh that's the oh like they're nice to you like when you were I would I was going through a breakup when you were posting your videos and there was stuff like oh you posted a video where you're like just make sure that they like you or that you're not like insecure about that and like for me that was a huge thing to hear because it's like and I think you've touched on that in a couple of videos that kind of like do you do you feel like they like you they should show that they like you and I think that's so many people, so many friends would be like, I'm not sure if they like me. And I'm like, you're dating them four months. And it's, right. it's such a simple thing to be like, oh, if, if I'm feeling insecure about this, it's probably not the right relationship. Right. I feel like if you have to ask, like, sometimes people will comment and be like, well, what if they do this and that? And it's like, if whatever they're doing is making you feel like you have to question it to the point that you're commenting on a stranger's TikTok video asking for specific advice. I can't say for sure, but my inkling will be like, don't do it you know it's really hard because I think so I think there's two situations where there's people who are like oh my standards are too high which I don't think it is I think you're right I think they'll just find someone who is um good enough for them or you know more compatible but I think the other thing is people are so it's really hard to date now so they're dropping their standards uh, specifically women I feel yeah I mean I feel like in New York women are always like you know, I mean, a lot of me making those videos was me just like learning from trial and error. Like, it's not like I'm like some like guru who's like, oh, I am in love. And like, I have dated so many bad people and I have dated so many men who like, I just didn't feel secure about. And I was like, wait, you aren't even doing the bare minimum of like showing me that you like, like just your canceling plans. I don't even feel like you like me, like just multiple opportunities for them to just do the bare minimum that they couldn't even do. Um, and I get that. Like, I think in New York, it's just, I don't know. I think maybe it's just that men have so many options and like you get to New York and all of a sudden, wherever you were from, you were like a good choice, an average choice. And you get to New York and you become like a hot commodity. And then you're like, oh, well, like I could get a little taste of this. I can get a little taste of that and kind of, they don't have to commit to anything. So 
for reference, my boyfriend that I've been dating for two years, he was here in New York on a business trip when I met him. And I literally like scooped him up and I was like, you're not talking to anybody else here. I don't want you to see how hot you are. I don't want anyone. No, like I was like, you are mine. <laughs> That's great. Um, but um, I'm just going to turn on the light really quickly because I'm really dark. I also have no pants on. So you probably just saw that. <laughs> oh, I didn't see it. But I okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you've been with your boyfriend for two years. And when yeah. you met, did you did, did you commit to each other pretty quickly? Um, we became official after a month. It's like a really weird, it's, it's a perfect example of like, you don't know what you're looking for. Like, so I had done this exercise to myself. Like I had kind of vowed in, when did we meet? 2018. I, after like dating a lot of just bad people, I was like, I'm going to like really just like outline what it is that I want and like be specific so that if I, if I meet the person, if I meet someone and they're not these things, I can move on and stop wasting my time because it ends up being such a mental toll as well. So I had really like made that list. Like that was what I did myself of like, must have nice to have whatever. Um, and then I did date a few people before him, like a few, like, you know, within like the month before him that I was like, nope. And I just like would not go on a second date, even if I thought the first date was good because I recognized certain things that they didn't do. And I was like, I'm not dealing with this. So when I met him, I wasn't looking for him, but then he did check off all the boxes. But basically he, um, he lived in Houston at the time and he was on like a month long work assignment in New York. And he told me that we were talking on Tinder and I was like, no, thank you. Like, enjoy your time here. I'll go to the Empire State Building. And like, he, I don't know, he was just like funny and persistent in a way that was cute and not pushy. And I agreed to go on a date with him. I picked a bar a block from my apartment. I was like, whatever, this would be no effort for me. Like I should just get out there. And then we ended up having the best time. And then we ended up like seriously, like hanging out, like almost nightly for that month. Like I remember my friends at a Christmas party and like, I was like, okay guys, like I've been like seeing this guy for six days, but he's basically my boyfriend. So I'm going to bring him. And they're like, what? Like it was like at my friend's parents' house. Like it was like a very intimate, like, like holiday party. And um, then he ended up getting transferred out here for another month. So we had two months here. And on that second month, after like a month of dating, he was like, do you want to be my girlfriend? And we didn't know how it would work. And I was just like, okay. And then he ended up getting, you know, he was like applying for jobs in New York and we were long distance for seven months. And then he got transferred out here and moved here. But yeah, we, we jumped into things like a month into it. But it just felt so like, if you know, you know. But another example of like, everything emotionally was right. But there were a lot of obstacles and barriers, like the fact that he didn't even live here. So it was not what I was anticipating, but it worked out. Uh, my friend said that to me recently to, to write down a list of your standards. And I think everybody should do that. But I like, so yours is must have. Wait, so what is the most? So explain to me. So there's the must haves. There's the. nice. So it's must have, nice to have, not important. Um, and then when you're making your list, like I would just go for must haves, I would say your must have should mainly be about you and mainly be about emotional things. So like on my list, for example, and a lot of that was in my video, but like, you know, like they make me feel secure. Um, I find them attractive. Um, I find them funny. They find me funny. They have passions outside of whatever their, you know, job is. They have things they're interested in. Um, they, like, so it was kind of like things like that, that I just thought like, this is sort of what I need to have a good conversation with this person and to feel whatever. And then like a nice to have, I remember was like, um, they are interested in politics. Cause I thought that that would be like some, you know, I was like, I don't, if someone's not interested in politics, it's not a deal breaker, but like, ideally they'd be like liberal and, and into it. And then I met my boyfriend and he wasn't super into it. And I was like, okay, well that wasn't like mandatory for me. And what's interesting is like, as the relationship grew and as this year like progressed, because I feel like this was a year you couldn't not follow politics and not be invested in what's going on in the world. He became more and more into it. And so like, as time progressed, like he was the one during the election season being like, are you like talking about polls and podcasts he was listening to with my mom while I was just like sitting there, like eating my cereal. So some things aren't fixed either. And like, that's another thing is like, I, one of my must haves was like really good communication and fights and things like that. And to be honest, like when I first started dating my boyfriend, like that was kind of an issue for us. Like, I don't think we had great fights, but then it was something that when we weren't fighting, we were able to talk through and kind of figure out like what pushes each other's buttons and work on it. And if I think about like the, the arguments we got in in 2018 versus today, it's like we both de-escalate the fights quickly or we both are like 
we both understand, like, let's just hear the other person out. And I don't think it started that way. So some things can change. Like that was a must have for me that did change in the course of the relationship. Yeah. But I guess, especially for communication, you do have to work together on because everybody communicates differently. So that's something you can grow together. But do you mean you wanted to have good fights? What does that mean? Well, just like, I just wanted to feel like it, like if I expressed something that was upsetting me, that it wasn't like immediate, like defensiveness, like that I could say like, Hey, like it, you know, um, I didn't really like that you did that. And that the person on the receiving end of that could be like, wow, I didn't know you felt that way. Like this wasn't my intention, but the fact that I hurt you, I'm sorry for that. You know, like intention versus like, you know, I think that's something I tried to point out to my boyfriend that he's like really been good at of just like a lot of times I'd say like, Oh, like I don't, like this and he would be like well that's not that's not what I'm doing and like just get like shut down and mm-hmm. I was like I'm not accusing you of saying that you did this intentionally I'm telling you that whatever your intention was it hurt my feelings so if you could just acknowledge that like you're sorry my feelings are hurt and even explain to me what your intention was that's fine but when you shut down or tell me like you don't care like you can't do that mm-hmm. and that was something that we really grew like And I don't want to say like, I'm, I had the best style and I knew, but like, I will say that like, I've been in therapy for a minute. So I have learned some skills, not because I'm amazing, but because like I was paying for it. Like I was literally, (laughs) I've been in therapy. And um, so, you know, I, I think certain things can be learned and it's just like, if you'll, you'll get a sense pretty soon if someone you're dating is open to changing or open to learning and some people aren't and I think that I like I said like this is something really important to me and my boyfriend really heard it and I think that the way that we communicate has just gotten so much healthier and it makes me really happy yeah I love that that's amazing that's what everybody wants but I think yeah I think that's just someone being emotionally mature yeah um and willing to work on that uh, and not getting defensive and stuff. So yeah, good fights. Now I understand what you're saying. That is very important. I just wanted a good deep fight where we're just like, fuck you, no fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh no, should I be fighting more? <laughs> no, I just don't like healthy fights. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, because yeah, it's good because it gets, sets the boundaries and stuff. I completely understand what you're saying. And so you also did all these videos about green flags, red flags, and how to identify them. Because I don't, I never notice red flags until like I'm out of the relationship. I'm like, oh yeah, they said on date one that they never wanted commitment. And I went and dated them for like three months. <laughs> That's not true. I'll be the one. And they're like, no, no, no. I told you. <laughs> yeah. It's my roommate just said that to me the other night. She's like, I always think I can change them. And I think everybody secretly does. Cause you're like, well, you haven't met me and we get on so well. And, yeah. and you're like, oh no, I just wasted my time. Mm-hmm. I've been there. I have literally dated people from the first date. They're like not looking for anything. And then I'm like, why don't you want to be my boyfriend? And they're like, what do you mean? Like, we, like we're like we not living in the same reality. So I get that. And so how do you identify green flags? What are green flags? I would just say they're the opposite of red flags. I kind of feel like it's just like, do you look at the glass half empty or half full? Like you could reframe the same sentence as a red flag or a green flag. So like a uh, red flag would be like, they don't make me feel emotionally secure. And the green flag would just be like the inverse of that of like, they make me feel emotionally secure. So it's really just like, do you date looking for what you don't want? Or do you date looking for what you do want? But I would say like, I I don't, I think if you're someone who like outlines things you want, you don't have to outline things you don't want. You know what I mean? Because I think that they're the same. It just depends on like, how you view it. Um, I think it's more positive to look at green flags because rather than focusing on like what's going to go wrong, focus on like what you need for it to go right. Um, yeah. But I think that they're, it's just the inverse of a red flag. Because I actually thought it's better to look at it like that. Like, okay, this guy does this instead of this guy doesn't do that. Or this woman does this instead of, yeah, no, I think it's great. Um, I don't, I find red flags hard. Like, cause my friends then later on will be like, oh, that was a huge red flag. But for me, I'm just like, Oh, I, I give excuses for people. I'm like, oh, maybe they didn't mean that or maybe they didn't mean to say it that way. So it's kind of hard. Like when I looked up today, like what are all the red, like big red flags? It's like it's, some of them are so subtle. Like, yeah, abuse, obviously, if they're abusing you. But then it's right. like, oh, do they make you feel insecure? And you're like, but how much security do you need from a person? Like I love getting compliments and a lot of the guys I've dated don't like giving them, but I've always been like, oh, that's a me thing. Maybe I shouldn't expect them to give me compliments. But actually, that's something I, I would like in, in a future partner. So just being like, okay, 
it's ha- it's hard because you're like, is it me or or am I or is this a red flag? Right. And then there's also just like things of like what you were just saying, like dating is so hard right now. And it's not like you want to settle, but you're like, well, if they have like 80% of what I'm looking for, can I like, what if the next, what if I can't find someone else who even has that? So it's like, do you just like lower your standards because you don't know if there's ever going to be someone and they make you happy enough? And it's hard, you know, but if you ask for what you want, like if, if you use like you liking compliments as an example, like if you were dating someone great and everything was there, except you feel like he wasn't giving you compliments, I would say like, just ask for what you need. Like, could you ever say like, you know, if they do give you one compliment, just be like, I love when you give me compliments or like something like that. And just be like, that's like my love or joke and be like, you know, I think that's my love language. Like that makes me feel really good and see like, okay, maybe that's not what's natural to them. But if they heard you say that and they know it's important, is that something that they're willing to work on? Because like, that's what they know that you like, you know? Yeah, two of the guys I dated, I did ask for it like nicely. I'm like a really, really good at communicating. Um, and they were like, no. <laughs> they said no. Yeah, they just said they're uncomfortable giving compliments. It makes them feel uncomfortable. Two, two of the last guys dated, but the last the. But wasn't one of them a DJ? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The dude. So the listeners know about that. But he, he, the DJ. Um, he just has like a, he just he he just has a lot of issues, um. And then the last guy, it was just um. He's really on. Un- he's like he was really bad at communicating and really uncomfortable with giving compliments. But he was like good in other aspects and like always like would turn up on time and like a gentleman and stuff. So I didn't mind that too much. Um, but definitely with the DJ, I like I would have liked more compliments because he would roast me sometimes, and I think if I if you're going to roast me you need to also compliment me but it's a it, that's the thing though like and I'm sure there's some listeners who will feel the same like um so with the DJ he said he didn't he doesn't feel uncomfortable he feels uncomfortable giving compliments because they they say I'm fake coming out of his mouth it's just it, that's okay and that's fine and he said just go by my actions and I was like look that's fine and I was like maybe like you can work on it one day now eventually I was like actually you're not your actions are shit as well so this isn't yeah um but uh I I if someone's like oh I'm not comfortable doing that I'll be like okay it's fine I don't need it which is bad I think it's like you should be able to just be like actually how do I explain it like this is a must have or whatever but it seems silly being like I think when I read up about the five love languages and like there was like a love language that you like getting compliments I was like I felt like more um secure about it then like oh it's okay to want this because like the thing is also, like, I don't want a lot. Like, I, I was, you know, I was talking to my friends recently and I was like, um, if it's good sex, like, I, I, I always make the effort to go over to the guy's house. I'm like pretty easily pleased. So just wanting compliments, like even with my, the DJ guy, we didn't go out a lot. We didn't do a lot. We fit around his schedule. So then I was like, oh shit, I'm not asking for a lot and he can't even give compliments. <laughs> so. right. right. It's like, yeah, if you outline what you want and they can't give it to you, then they're probably not the right person, right? Yeah, and he gave my friend a compliment in front of me and I was like, what the fuck? He's a guy friend, but I was like, okay, you're not that uncomfortable giving compliments. You're like, hmm, you can compliment men. Okay, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I liked what you said about the divorced kids thing in your video as well because – I I like I think where you were saying that like do divorced kids look for what's going to go wrong more is that what you're saying yeah just like I and I don't think either one of them is right like it's not like looking for only green flags is like an amazing thing and looking for only red is bad because if you look for only green flags you'll miss red flags and if you look for only red you might not see like you might be too pessimistic but like because my parents got divorced and like I always would ask my mom like questions about like what it was like to be married to my dad and I couldn't even imagine my parents together like just they're so different I'm just like what and my mom to me is such a smart woman and I'm just like how did you get this so wrong like I just sometimes I like what I know about my dad um when they were married I'm just like this is if I this is so not who I would have picked for you it just like stuns me and so I think like when I would date, I would just be like, am I making the same mistake as my mom? Like, am I just settling? Because like, there's like one thing that my mom said to me, which I think is like wise advice was she was like, if I could go back, you know, my mom's in her sixties now. And she's like, it's, it's harder to date now because it's like, you know, not only is there not as much available, 
but it's not like you're like at the prime of your attractiveness where everyone's going to say yes to you or whatever. And not like I'm like someone that everyone's going to, I'm not going to be everyone's cup of tea. And neither was my mom, but she was like, I wish that in my like twenties, I took more control over going after what I wanted because I totally just also dating apps didn't exist, but she's like, I totally just waited to see who was interested in me. And from there decided if I'd give him a shot or not versus like, she was like, you know, it, I wish that there were times where I just saw a guy that I found attractive and I just went up to him, but I totally just waited. And that made my pool so small because it was like, I gave your dad a chance and he's not someone I would have ever sought out. And so I think like just going after what you want, it's like, what's the worst that can happen? Rejection. Like you're just as you're in the same place you were in before. Yeah. I think that's great advice. And I think, um, for maybe it's more a woman thing where we will, give more chances because more like let's say for example I have guys in my dms all the time and I'm like oh I don't want to meet a stranger and they'll be more likely than a woman to go ah go on give me a chance like ah go on we'll have a drink I don't think right. a woman would have a chance. she right yeah none of my girlfriends that I know I mean if they do ask a guy out it's like a complete like ordeal and they're putting the phone yeah. away for like four hours and if they said no they'd be like huh you should try copying and pasting a DM you've received and sending it to a guy verbatim, like even his like responses after you say no and just like see what a guy, like literally just copy it and replace the name and just see as a social experiment, like how I does it go? Yeah, could you, could you imagine being like, I go on, give me a chance. And like, they're very pushy. Come on. Yeah. But that's a confidence that I don't believe women have. And not all men. I believe a lot of nice men don't have that confidence either. Yeah. Um, but I think you're right. I think everybody should just put themselves out there. And like you said, if you get rejected, plus if you get rejected, then you can move on from the crush. You're like, okay, it's, it's done. Yeah. I think rejection is the best form of closure. Cause it's literally like, okay, you can stop being delusional. There was never a chance. Like sometimes for me, like I've had like big crushes and I've like shot my shot in the past, shoot, whatever. I've like reached out to them and just getting their rejection was like the closure I needed to know that I should not have hope because I was like, well, they don't know I like them or they don't know I'm single. And then I'd literally be like, Hey, like, let's, maybe we should hang out this weekend. And they'd be like, oh, I can't. And I'm like, okay, I have to move on because I've literally put it in front of them and they said no. And like, that's closure. Which is great. And it's great that you see that as closure because sometimes, and I think friends can be bad with this as well. Like you're, you know, let's say if he's like, oh, I'm not free this weekend. And then a friend be like, but they might not be free. Just hold out. You never know. And you're like, no, they had their chance. <laughs> friends are friends are always, because friends are just nice and they're rooting for you. But it's actually like toxic positivity to just always be like, well, you don't know. Text him again. And it's like, let's just all go back to the basics for a second and just see like, here I am putting myself on the line, reaching out, getting like a really stoic rejection or not even like a minimal response. Do I even want to like, why is it that I would like, as a friend, you should be like, regardless of whether he likes you or not, he's not interested enough. So you deserve better. But instead, friends are like, well, he could respond if you try him on Thursday when he might not be at work, you know, like, I know it's so bad. But it's yeah. It's very bad. But I and I know for friends, they don't want to be like, they don't want to like put their friend down, but it's okay to be like, not everybody's going to be fecking into you. Not everybody's going to think you're the bee's knees. Right. People just have different types. You go to your friends for reassurance. Like there were times where I was dating bad people and I would like tell my friends, be like, do you think, like, I, and I'd be like, what do you think? And deep down, I wanted them to be like, I think he likes you. You know what? This was like mm-hmm. before I had that awareness, but like, you want your friends to tell you what you want to hear because no one else is going to tell it to you. So I know, but it's a catch me too. Cause you want your friends obviously to tell you like, like, I think it'd be grand if they were like, look, you're great. You're gorgeous. We think you're great. But like, yeah. he's obviously not in the right headspace right now. Kind of move past it. Or you've asked, you've shot your shot and he had his opportunity, but maybe he's like seeing someone, blah, blah, blah. Th- those are better ways to, to deal with it. But I also think the opposite is when you're dating someone toxic and your friend doesn't want to be like, because sometimes they're worried that you'll just keep dating them after they give you the advice that like, this guy's a shit. Mm-hmm. And then like you break up and they're like, yeah, I, I never liked him the whole time. And you're like, you could have told me that four months ago. <laughs> right. right. But it also, it's like, you don't want to get involved in someone's relationship. Yeah. If you have a real reason, like if they, if they really suck to your friend, or if there's any sort of abuse, but otherwise it's just like, what? 
it's yeah. awkward, you know? No, like you can't. And it can only yeah. be if they're like abusive. But then again, like, and your best friend will do that. Like I know with the guy I was dating, uh, the Boris guy, the listeners know about him, but like my best friend, my two Irish best friends were like, like from like two weeks in, they were like, this guy's crazy. <laughs> and I was like, no, nah, I'm going to date him. <laughs> so yeah. But yeah, I guess it's just knowing that you've got two, you've got close people who will be honest. Right. But it's also as well, like your own insecurities too, and being okay with like being okay with rejection and just knowing it's not like, yes, it is you, but it's not you. doesn't mean that you're it's ugly. Not you. You, the same way you've rejected people that are not, you don't think they're terrible people. You're just not vibing with them. Like you have to see yeah. what you rejected as, as the same rejection that you give, you know, exactly. like, yeah. I don't hate the people that I haven't been interested in. I'm just like, mm, I wouldn't date this person. And that's what someone did to you. Like, exactly. Not, we can't all date each other. It has to be subjective or we would all be married to like our siblings and our parents. I don't know why I just went to incest. I didn't, <laughs> you know, um, I, I, I don't something. want to marry my brother. I want my brother no <laughs> yes um no I'm just did your mom ever end up dating again she did she actually like she dated this guy for a year who she met through a professional matchmaker before I did matchmaking um and he was like a former Mormon like Mormon elder like just so different than what I would ever expect my mom to like be with um they ended up dating for like a year and then my mom you know she's like on the sites and stuff um but that was an interesting an interesting relationship well it's great she got back out there yeah I mean I don't know I really want her to find someone like I made a plenty of fish account for her and I literally log in and like respond to messages I hope no one who dates my mom's listening because you're talking to a 29 year old girl um but I literally sure love that it's funny just like trying to figure out what's attractive in like 60s like I'm like ooh, 67 retired doctor five foot eight only a little bit balding hello sir <laughs> like I'm odd I'm literally messaging or I'm like, oh, I see you listen to NPR. Can't say I hate it either. Love that in the New York Times. Like, I'm trying to be like sexy in my 60s for my mom as like her ghostwriter. And um, it's fun. <laughs> when I love if you if you if you end up uh, matching her with somebody and like they become like your stepdad and then he'll be like making jokes with your mom, like, oh, remember when we talked about NPR and you're like, and I'm so like said this. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I Googled this thing and it was like the important things for relationships. Have you heard about this? The three C's. And oh. so I forget it now, but I think it was commitment, communication. And I have to look it up because I wrote down three C's thinking, I'll remember that, but I actually don't. When, oh, here we go. Commitment, compromise. Compromise. Which is like, which is true. You should yeah. want to compromise, right? Yeah. I mean, you're two people from different worlds, like, you're going to have to make it work because like your life's changing if you're incorporating someone else into it. Yeah. And what about commitment as well? Do you think if a person says that they are, have a fear of commitment up top that there is a possibility it will work out? No, I just think like, why are you going to try and change someone who, even if they could change, why do you have to give yourself that burden? Like, it's like, we like to take on projects. Like why, why that's not your, it's not your burden to bear, you know, like, if you meet a great, great guy and he says he's not like looking for something serious, let him be the one to try and change. But you should take that as whatever you're looking for. If you're looking for something serious, I would just move on right then, no matter how great they seem. Because it's like, even if you could change them, you're going against like, you're going against the natural flow of life because they've literally just expressed to you that's not what they want. And it's just, I don't know. I, I think that that also comes down to like your like attachment style and like what you've grown up with and like if you've grown up with like a parent who is like hard to be close to who you were always trying to like vie for their love or try and like prove to them that you're lovable then you're going to try and do that in relationships too and or like you're comfortable with just like having someone that you're always like I know they love me deep down they just can't express it and then you date someone who you feel the same way about because you're like well that's my comfort level like I know how to deal with a person like that because like I inherently know my um, emotionally detached parent loves me so I could date an emotionally detached person I'm speaking from firsthand experience of like I had daddy issues and like my dad couldn't express himself to me but I was like, well this man loves me so then I would go out with men like that where I'm like he just can't express himself and I know he doesn't want commitment but I know how to be close with men like this and it's like why am I doing that to myself 
I think that's so great to hear and so great to recognize. And like, I also feel like you're speaking to me because I know exactly what you mean. Um, and I think if more people recognize, like I feel like once I started recognizing that myself, um, I was like, okay, now I need to, like I'm ending relationships quicker um, because I definitely date people who are like my mother um, and, and at different levels, it's getting better. Um, but let's say I've dated a few like, you know emotionally abusive or mental or or just like not logical people and then it's gotten better as I start to recognize it but they still have qualities so even like I don't think I've said this on the podcast but the last guy I was seeing um I had said to him we we hooked up one of the nights uh after we broke up and um I had broken up with him just because he's kept talking about his fear of a commitment and I want to meet someone who will commit. I don't want to be in a relationship where we don't label it. And it, it's really healthy for me. This is the first time that I've like done that without going on too long. I know, I'm growing 30. So just to give you a quick background, but the listeners know better. But we hooked up one night uh, afterwards because of course you always go back just to like torture yourself. And he said that his issue is he's afraid to be vulnerable. And he spoke about the hurt from um, uh, committing to someone when it doesn't work out. And uh, I never, he'd shared all about his childhood the whole time and his divorced parents and like, you know, fucking got divorced when he was 15, um, which is like, yeah, okay. not a reason to be like kind of shitty in a relationship to be honest but um so he'd shared that the whole time I'd never really shared my stuff with him so I thought if I were vulnerable with him he would understand where I'm coming from and he was like why do you need a long-term relation why do you need something to be a long-term relationship and I was like I want that and I want to fall in love it sounds great and he was like but why like why does that have to be the end goal and I was like I don't know and I was like if I'm really honest you know I think Uh, the reason why I've been in a lot of relationships is because when I was younger, my mother would tell me all the time that no one could ever love me. And so I just thought me being vulnerable with him would show to him that it's okay. And like, I've never, I've never told any guy that I've dated that he got up and went to the bathroom. (laughs) Literally, I go, I literally said, I think it's because my mother told me no one could ever love me. So I think I like search for that. And he got up and went to the bathroom. Oh my God. And like, so it's exactly what you're saying, whereas like, you know, the whole time we had dated, it was all about him. And, and I've had a few guys like that, where it's about their problems and their issues. But the same as you, I'm like, oh, like, I guess I'm just so comfortable with someone who's like my parent, because I'm like, that's what I equate as of love. Right. And yeah. it, I couldn't, I was like, I can't, he, he got up and went to the loo. <laughs> right. and, and even though it upset you, you're probably like, well, I know this feeling you know so it's like you don't even see it as a big deal at the time I was just like I just kind of well I said it to him I go are you serious and when he got to the door and he was like oh yeah I'm just going to the bathroom and I was like I just shared something very vulnerable with you you said you're struggling with being vulnerable like would you want me to react to you this way if you were ever vulnerable and he was like oh I was going to address it when I came back and then we had had a few drinks and stuff but I just want to take a shit before I told you I'm sorry about your uh, mommy issues. Right, yeah. <laughs> and like, again, it's not his problem to deal with. And I never expected that. But it's because he had shared so much about his and I never did. So I kind of thought, shit, maybe maybe I should be vulnerable. It was like a one last. It is not his problem. Like, that's just basic compassion. You know what I mean? Like, you're not looking for him to solve your deep-seated issues with your mom. You just want him to show somewhat like you and and knowing you you are such a compassionate empathetic person that I'm sure when he told you that his parents got divorced when he was 15 you were like wow like I don't know for sure but I'm sure you gave him a, a, a listening ear and a level of empathy and then you told him something that like you know not trying to compare traumas but like sorry but yours seems on the surface like it was very impactful and he gets up and walks away that's not you asking him to fix a problem that's just you being like are you a human are you a human yeah. can you like that's so basic well it was good because I'm glad that he did that because I don't need like and this is the thing when we broke up he was like I need you more because I I and I was like no it's not that it's just I'm not willing to put my issues on someone you know uh, like maybe in a serious relationship maybe long term down the line I'll share that side of my life but I don't need to dump it on someone straight away and, and the thing with him is if it's you know he had a lot of issues and if it's not about him he doesn't want to listen um and that's and so it was good in that regard but um but yeah couldn't even 
be like, oh, that's bad. Or, or, or even just like, oh, I understand now where you're coming from and why you would like a secure, happy relationship yeah. and to feel loved. <laughs> why I need compliments. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, also, I mean, I feel like what you need is like someone who's like a long-term listener of your podcast who's just like, hey, Katie, listen, I know about this ex-boyfriend. I know about this ex-boyfriend. I know about this issue with your mom. I remember in episode 31 when you talk about that. And like, just like, like and so I want to say, you are beautiful. <laughs> like, packages <laughs> it all up and like, it's like, like they have everything you've asked for. Like, if you want to date me, listen to my podcast and you'll know exactly what I need. <laughs> yeah. And they don't even have to listen to my co- podcast, just listen to me. <laughs> you know, not, you can tell when someone's not listening as well. They just kind of zone off. And like, that's it. That's fine. He's just not for me and he's probably not for anybody right now. Like, whoever he ends up with will be just be some woman who's willing to like, settle or put up with his shit because he is a good person but like right now he needs a lot of work to do and I think that's like I loved what you said in one of your videos they're not bad people you just are you willing to put up with you don't you don't have to put up with that shite right now they're just if yeah if someone's like being selfish that's fine fucking be selfish but just don't drag anybody else into your fucking selfish bubble not everyone to date is like uh an abuser or a narcissist or a psychopath or a sociopath some of them are just good people who just are not good to date like you probably have friends that you would never fucking date you know they're good people but in relationships that's so true and those people develop at different stages and then some people just won't want to they just won't want to compromise or they just won't don't want to commit and so if you want those things you definitely should see that and walk away so hard to walk away though especially if like the sex is good or like yeah or if there's nothing else going on and you're just like well it's this or nothing in a pandemic yeah how have you been dating in like a pandemic? Like what has that been like for you? Um, well, I met both the guys that I dated in the pandemic on Hinge. The ones that I dated for like months. So Blurry, I call him on the podcast. Um, I am dated him for like two months online because there was like you lockdown. And then sh- yeah, because Dez would make this joke about how he, he because he was blurry for a couple of the first FaceTimes. So now oh, we just blurry. call him. Yeah, we have like uh, code names for all the people we date. <laughs> So we met and then he, he, we dated for two months FaceTime and then three months in real life. And then I broke it off with him because, um, yeah, just, we weren't sexually compatible, um, but he was really nice. And like, yeah, and the compliments, but he did do other stuff. I, I like in fairness, if they're doing other stuff, I can kind of, kind of skip the compliments, but, uh, he, he just, yeah, he was really nice, really nice man. Um, and then the but yeah the sex thing was just fucking wild just so in, in uncompatible like he he could just not have sex not a high sex drive and i'm horny as fuck all the time uh i just want to bang all the time it's you it's like really high in my list which is bad because like with the dj oh well well because with the dj the sex was whew, amazing and he could keep up with me and have lots of sex so i kind of be like well he talks yeah. about his ex all the time, but like the sex is fire or like, you know, I would kind of, yeah. So I think all the see, even when you're, when I'm watching your videos and you're talking about all these green flags and stuff like that, um, I did think, well, what about sex? So, you know, with Blurry, I thought I can make this work. I can make it better, but actually like he'd probably need to like go on medication or something. I don't know. I like to improve his sex. Like, I mean, it, it, it's just not compatible. So it didn't work. But yeah. do you think like if the sex is kind of like shite at the start and you have all these green flags and it's all great and you are attracted to them, but they're like a shite kisser or they're shite in bed. Do you think you can kind of work and make that better if they are willing to as well? Yeah, I think it depends. Like, like you said, like, I think if they're willing to, then you know, like, I think there's ways, like, you might, I think you also also have to say, like, is it bad? Or is it just different from my style? Like, maybe someone is a it kisses not badly, but like, they kiss differently than you. And like, you could be like, okay, like, okay, kiss me the way you kiss me. And then I'll kiss you the way I kiss you. And you'd be like, I'll follow your lead first. Then you follow my lead. Like, let's see how we're different kisser. Like, you could do it like, you know, like, something like that and be like, okay, we both kiss differently. Like whatever. Like, I think you can sort of, I think you can see pretty on, like if they're open to it, I feel like just try and do like subtle things like that, that aren't insulting, but just like pointing out the differences and see how they take it and see if things improve. But I do think like long-term, if there's no sexual chemistry 
and you've tested it out and it doesn't seem like something that can change, I think that might not, if you have a high sex drive, like, yeah, it's probably not going to work for you because you're not, but if they're open to it, I would at least try, you know? And like, I do not to this personal, but my, like my boyfriend and I definitely like didn't kiss the same, like not that he was a bad kisser. I was a bad kisser. It was just like, I feel like he was like more like tongue than I, you know, I feel like I'm like intermittent, like a little like kiss, a little tongue slip. And he was just like straight up tongue. And so like, I remember like, and again, not to say either one is right or wrong. It was just like different. And like, we'd go to make out and we just like weren't on the same level. And so I was like, okay, you kiss me. And I said it playfully. And I wasn't being um, insulting because it wasn't an insult. It was just like noticing a difference. And I was like, okay, you kiss me the way you kiss. And I'm going to follow your lead. I literally did this. And I was like, okay, now I'm going to kiss you the way I kiss. And you just follow my lead. And I'm like, I'm not going to add in what I do and yours. You don't add in what I do. And then like after that, I'm like, okay, like we don't kiss the same. Let's like, nah. and then I was like joking. Like we were obviously very comfortable with each other. It was kind of funny. And I was like, okay, now let's meet in the middle. Like it was like playful. But I think we like pointed out that like we have different styles and now we're like somewhere in the middle. You know what I mean? I did that with Larry as well because his kiss was just like drop the tongue in and leave it there. And I was like, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I I said something well, I didn't say it as nice as you I was just like um what did I say I think I was just like oh you kiss very differently to me can can you kiss the way that I kiss <laughs> yeah I mean you, you gotta say what you want and like yeah. just see you know and um yeah if they can't change it then you have to like reevaluate but a lot of times people can or like they can work if you have just like different sex drives that could be a deal breaker because like if you genuinely want to have sex like multiple times a day or a week and they want to have sex like once a month someone's not going to be satisfied you know yeah. so yeah god I really miss the DJ for the sex yeah but it's it's really like I've been thinking about casual dating a lot and well or even just kind of so I know what your mom was saying about um your mom was saying about putting yourself out there but I've kind of come to the to this new thing of like not putting myself out there at all and not agreeing to any dates for a while even though maybe I'll regret that when I'm older because I know I'm like young now but I find it just emotionally exhausting the last like the last 15 years I've always been dating somebody since I was 15 always I'm always dating somebody never alone for a long time I'm always listening to someone's problems and I kind of think until I go like take some time off will I Mm -hmm be able to change it but I was thinking like I I wish so like let's say with guys who have like commitment issues or you know that you could casual date and like yeah that's like that's like shite if you want to meet someone but it's like oh you can just put in your boundaries so like with DJ I kind of knew he spoke about his ex so much he spoke about his fear about relationships and the sex was great when we eventually had it but I guess because we spent so much time together before we did have it but I wish I could have just went this isn't gonna this is you make this casual you put in your boundaries and enjoy it as just sex like putting up those barriers yeah it's it's so hard to separate it I'm like if the sex is amazing I'm like I love you (laughs) (laughs) thanks for making me orgasm yeah no it's so hard I if you truly can just like have sex without the like attachment or like need for something more go then yeah do it personally I thought that I could but even when I don't even want a relationship with that person, I start to wonder why they don't want a relationship with me. And then I'm like, well, clearly this isn't what I want because like, I don't even necessarily want to date you, but why don't you want to date me? <laughs> like, you know. That's such a good point. And I think people, a lot of people won't admit that, but I think most people feel that. And I think that's down to the whole, like I've had guys who I haven't wanted to date and I've been like happy with it not turning into a relationship, but I'm like, oh, we'll just go, like we're having a few dates. It's fine. But when same thing when they haven't asked me to be their girlfriend all of a sudden I'm like well now I, I want to be their girlfriend just because I want trying to reject you can't you see <laughs> yeah but that's like ego no, um, you should be like you should be like this is great they don't want me they don't want me to be um it's the same with like the DJ I dated I ended it and he didn't want a relationship he got his fucking jail what is it out of jail cars but it hit it hit his ego so he had to come crawling back, hook up with me again. And then he started all this bullshit of like, oh, I don't know if I want to. And I'm like, what the fuck are you back here? Why? I gave you your out. What are you doing, pal? Yeah. yeah. But it's when the only logical answer is it's ego. And, and he's not a bad person for doing that either. It's just not being able to deal. Not Like all of a sudden he's like, oh, well, if she doesn't want me, maybe I do. And then he, and then you go back and you're just fucking with people's heads instead of being like, Jesus, I got my 
I got my greatest like I think um I think most people do that not, not meaning to hurt somebody but yeah and it's like their love language is rejection it's like oh nothing is like as hot until like i'm like until i know i can't have you that's like so unhealthy but it's so So true when someone doesn't want you you're like well i'm gonna make you want me and it's like you are never gonna make that person want you but you gotta learn it yourself it's so bad and the thing is like because i i if if i went by that attitude like i'm gonna make them want me I would have stayed fucking around with this bloody DJ for months afterwards trying to trick him into being like a boyfriend and it's like you like learning from past experiences that's not going to happen because even if you do trick them into being like your boyfriend or you trick them into being like oh or you're playing hard to get or whatever fucking games long time you have to drop that game eventually so you've just wasted a fucking year yeah and it's mental space too because the amount of time that you spend talking to friends Think about how many conversations of like friends and people you love and you care about, how much airspace has been wasted talking about a guy who is irrelevant now. When I think about the precious time I had with friends where for 40 minutes, I was like, well, we hooked up and I didn't hear from him for two weeks, but then he said, yo. And so he also sent the fire emoji to my Instagram story. And I'm like, does he love me or not? And I'm like, why am I talking about this guy? He doesn't he doesn't deserve that. You know, I think about that all the time of like, why do people who suck the most in my life get the most airtime with the people I love the most, you know, like, I shouldn't spend any time talking or thinking about people who have treated me shitty. But inevitably, it comes up in conversation because it's like something on my mind. So it's so true. Like, I think as well, do you ever do you ever be dating someone and they're treating you badly? And you've talked about it so much that you're sick of hearing it yourself that you think Jesus if I'm sick of hearing this my friends my family must be like can she just fucking either end it or just put like my dad says the same just put up and shut up because like it's hard it's hard to make that um that that call but it gets to a point where you're like fuck I've said this story I've asked 74 billion friends and usually they're all like yeah he doesn't sound good enough it doesn't sound healthy and you're just asking and asking and asking until you find the one person who'll go fucking try it for another month literally you just well I feel like I mean I definitely like I've been this person and I've been on the receiving side but like um, you know, someone will be like, what do you think about this? And I'll be like, oh, I think that. And they'll be like, oh, really? Like, Sarah, Stephanie, Michelle, and Jennifer, and da-da-da, all agree with you. And I'm like, okay, so am I on a council? Like, am I like one of seven people you just asked? And they're like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, that's true. And I do it as well. I'm very guilty of like my Irish girls, my uh, American friends, my comedian friends, my fucking random coworker. What do you think this means? <laughs> I'm getting better the older I get okay but well I should let you go but before you go I'm trying to think is did I ask everything I wanted to ask so so as a matchmaker what would be your so we've talked about green flags so noticing green flags instead of looking for red flags Mm -hmm. and doing your must have nice to have uh not important list this is great I love this I'm gonna I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do this um and then you spoke about like healthy things in a relationship, like communication. What would be your tips now for someone who's single in a pandemic, wants to go out, have a serious relationship? How do you have any tips for them for going out and matchmaking themselves? Yeah, I think everything you said is like a summation of everything. But if you want to boil that all down, if you want to kitty boil that all down into one thing, um, let me bring it full circle mindfulness like literally being mindful putting pen to paper about what it is that you're trying to attract who it is that you're trying to attract so that when you go out with people you can actually know if you are dating the right person or not and so many people don't even ask themselves these questions of just like what do i want and then they date the wrong people because they never establish that with themselves so just in general i think being intentional and being mindful and also not being afraid to cut something off when it doesn't serve you. And like, you have to be, you know, eventually when you end up dating the right person, you end up making compromises and you end up being selfless and doing things for them. But at the beginning, you have to be selfish and say like, does this person suit what I'm looking for? And when you decide that they do and you make that commitment, then yes, you make sacrifices for them. You make compromises for them. You to think about your own needs when you're first dating and not bend over backwards for what somebody else wants. I don't think I mentioned this either, but there was another video that you said, oh, maybe I did a little bit, but will you elaborate a little more on it about, um, you said that 
people are like, what am I doing wrong? What do I have to change what I'm doing wrong? And you said that, no, it's just you're not prioritizing people who like you. What was that you said in that video? Yeah, no, that video, that's like what I was saying to you before about like, you're, you, why are we so turned on by people who um, like just aren't interested in us? And it's like, if you keep wondering why you keep dating people who just aren't into you, it's like the problem isn't though, isn't you. It's like, why do you keep trying to make things work with someone who is, who is making you feel so unsure about where you stand with them that you are like asking friends, going to videos, Googling, does he like me? Does she like me? Do they like me? Whatever. And I just think like, if you recognize your patterns, like if you recognize your attachment patterns, if you recognize, oh, like I'm really comfortable with emotionally avoidant people. And so I, I will consistently date people um, who are avoidant, who don't make me feel secure because that's like the love that my, my mother, my father showed me you have this weird ringtone in my house, that's the love that my parents showed me, then um, you are not going to date the right person. And so I think just like if you say that like they must be into you as one of your basic tenants, as everyone should have that they're into you as a must have, because then you're going to eliminate people that don't bring that emotional security. And it is hard to be like, oh, because you might be like, oh, well, I'll show them how great I am. But actually, no, from a start, they should be like, I think you're great. Yeah. And you should walk into any date being like, I have a lot to offer. Can, can you offer me something? And like, if you date from a place of security of just like, I'm great and you'd be lucky to have me, it's such a better mindset because you can actually start to say, you can actually have agency in your dating and be like, do I actually like this person? And is it just that I don't want them to reject me? And if you find that they don't feel into you, if they're not, if you go out with them and you had a great time and they don't text you for four days and then they're like, what are you doing tonight? That's a sign of someone who's not making you feel emotionally secure. Even though they texted you, did you feel really insecure for the four days wondering why you hadn't heard from them? They're probably not a, a, good, a good person. You can try and express in that time like, hey, yeah, let's go out again. And then when you go out, be like, I need consistent communication for myself. And if you can't provide that, that's okay. But I don't want to start something if you can't. Um, and then see how they react. But like, don't. I don't even know why I just started going off on this tangent. But yeah, like don't go out with people that don't make you feel sure of where you stand with them. No, I think it's a good tangent because I think people right now, um, and me and Andy spoke a little bit about it. We read this like thing from Instagram, but um, I think this idea of being like cool. And so like, oh, so firstly, the guy might be like, I, have, I had a guy friend and he had a great date with this girl. And he was like, oh, I'm going to text her back. I'm going to text her in like two days. And I was like, if you had a great time, you could text her like whenever you feel like it. And he was like, oh, I don't want to come on too strong. And he was like, usually I'd wait like a week. And I'm like, that's mental because if that was me, I would be like, oh, I'm not interested. Um, yeah. And like, so, and then for the other people who, if a guy or a girl takes a week to text and they're like, oh, well, they're just busy. I don't want to expect too much. A text message takes two seconds and you don't even have to like text all day. You can just be like, hey, I hope you're having a good day today. Looking forward to seeing you on Tuesday or like, send a fucking meme I don't give a shit if you only send me memes at least you're contacting and it's like oh you thought about me today oh yes I do love cats thank you this is like bare minimum right if bare minimum don't give them any of your energy like yeah seriously. I think and we make a lot of excuses I think stop doing that and I think it's like like this is maybe a bad metaphor but you know like it's like emotionally cutting yourself so like there is something like why do you keep going out with the wrong like for me I'm like why did I keep going out with the wrong person like why do I keep going out with abusive guys there has to be something where I'm like like enjoying the pain a little bit or like maybe the the I guess I'm very comfortable with crazy so I don't notice it but also as well it's like oh if I went out with a nice guy and it was easy and it worked out like maybe I'm afraid that maybe that's like terrifying that oh if they walk away it's like oh well that was a nice guy he walked away from me like there there might be other things as well to address like I'm dating someone that deep down you know you don't want to get that close to because that's like the most vulnerable like if you date someone that kind of sucks it's like well you know you're eventually going to walk away you know it's not going to be someone deep down you want to make a life partner and so no matter where it goes it's ultimately not going to hurt you too deeply because you knew they were never like that great but if it's someone great and you have a lot more to lose yeah you it that way You'll be proud of me. This guy asked me out on a date. One of the reasons why I didn't go on the date with him was because a friend called me and said, look, 
I don't want to gossip, but like, I have to tell you this before you're going to date with him. Like I, I know his ex and he had cheated on her and like mm-hmm. everybody, you know, no one's free of sin and everybody has their own um, issues and stuff like that. But I couldn't not tell you like going in. And she said there was all this other sketchy stuff about him owing money to somebody. So she was like, there's already drama in the community. Like, just yeah. to have a heads up. So I cancelled and that was great. But I've never done that before. I'd usually be like, I'd always be like, oh, but, you know, they might have grown. I don't want to judge someone. And now I'm just like, if I hear a whim of anything, I'm like, why, I'm even, why even start? Like, why worry about being attracted to someone who you already know is bad news from the start? Yeah, yeah, it felt so good. Yesterday, I was like, "Ooh!" and I'm just gonna go home and have tea and watch a movie. <laughs> this is great because it, it was meant to be yesterday. Um, yeah. what's your Instagram and your TikTok so people can go follow you? And do you have a podcast? No, I don't have a podcast. Just like doing the rounds on other people's. Um, my Instagram is Emma Vern, one word, E M M A V E R N, and my TikTok is the same thing, but there's an underscore, so it's Emma underscore Vern. Thank you again so much for listening. And like I said, if you want to watch the video, it's on the Patreon. If you want to see, if you want to listen to Serena's episode, it'll be up on the Patreon tonight um, or tomorrow morning. Um, my editing software is like sort of on the blitz. That's why it was late in this episode up today. But yeah, that's, and there's solo episodes up there on the Patreon. I just do um, like a recap of my terrible dating life um over the years so i did that just on the solo episode oh yeah that's all up there because i can just ramble on you know and um yeah like i said thanks again for the support this whole year and last year and happy new years and um i hope you enjoy it if you can and i will chat to you in the new year bye love yous Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.